Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 74th episode of the Meeple Dungeon Podcast. As always, I am Rob. And I'm Anna Marie, and this episode is brought to you by Meeples and Milkshakes. You can find them in-store at 130 Westminster Avenue West, Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca. Yeah, speaking of Meeples, uh, we're going to do a new to the collection here, and I think you have a a game that you got from their sale. I do. Yeah, across from you right there. Yep. Um, yeah, so that'll be cool. We'll do that here in a second. But in one week's time, we'll be in Maui. Woo! For our first vacation in 10 years. Yes. Legitimate so vacation. Yes. Very, yeah. very excited. <laughs> Just wild to think about. Very excited to do that. And we are planning on bringing um, our stuff along with us to hopefully do an episode or two while we're in Hawaii. Yeah. Um, so that'll be cool. Uh, we'll see how that goes. We might only bring one mic. I'm not sure. And kind of share it or something. I'm not really sure. We'll see yeah. how packing goes. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so speaking of new to the collection, you want to start off with that one you have there? Sure. Okay. All right. So I have in front of me um, Rattus, the big box. And this one, I believe originally the first edition came out in 2010. And then this one, um, 2023 with the big box, it has some of the, like, I think most or all of the expansions in it. Now this one, I remember, um, I remember seeing this on the dice tower. I believe it was a, one of their, it was a top 100 one year. Right. And I believe it was on Mike Delicio's top hundred. He was talking about it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think they've reviewed it a few times, like with this and with different expansions and. It's all about the, like, the Black Plague. So it's... Oh, that's what it's about. Yeah. Oh, okay. So... I like, know you've been jazzed about this game for a little while. Yeah, yeah. I, and I know it's, like, I think it's, I think it looks fun. It's, the board is very simplistic. You know, yep. you can tell it's 2010 and like that, but I like it. And it, it looks like, um, uh, yeah, you're basically just, I think, trying to avoid the plague. And <laughs> uh, you're, you know, they've got different, they've... Um, they've got witches who are, you know, trying to keep the rats away with magic. You've got, there's Pied Pipers, there's, you know, the knights and the soldiers are basically taking the plague wherever they travel. And, right. um, kings think that they're safe in their, um, castle. kind of, it's like the, the Basque of the Red Death, right? So it's, mm -hmm. it's about the plague, but it's, it's kind of neat that way. But, um, yeah, I'm excited to see how this one plays and it just, uh, just interesting yeah, and you have the big box edition, yeah. so I'm assuming that has like... Um, it has expansions. It's got the Pied expansion. Piper expansion. Uh, it's got the Africanus expansion expansion, and the Academicus <laughs> expansion. Mm -hmm. And um, it yeah, it looks fun. I've, uh, it, if I remember correctly, what they said in the, when they were reviewing it, or not reviewing it, when they were talking about their top 100, uh, Mike was saying that it's kind of held its worth, right? Like it's, yep, it was yeah. fun then. It's fun now. It's a fun game. So very excited. I've been, uh, it was out of print when they were talking about mm -hmm. it. So I couldn't really look into it to get it. And then when I saw it at Meeples, I was like, no way, that's that game. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've been, yeah, I've been I don't thinking know about it for quite a while. It, no. So, um, I'm curious about that one. Yeah. And that was a 2010? Originally, I yeah. think, like the base game. And so now it's a and 2023 new, with, yeah. the with the big box. But I think they've worked out, I think, kinks in it as well. So they've kind of... Yeah. Adjusted some stuff. That sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you talking about it a while back, but that's cool. And we did get a whole whack of games during that sale because we stopped by Meeples on the way home from one of our K 
kids hockey games which, that we were playing in Asoyas, which is really south Okanagan. It's like right close to the border yeah. of the U.S. Yeah. Um, we were playing there and then on our way back stopped in at Meeple's to pick up this haul of stuff that well, had been waiting us, waiting for us there of because rock of the slide. rock slides and get such. There, really. yeah. But a game showed up here in the last couple of days that I've been really excited about. So I'm going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is called The Hunt. And this one is from Salt and Pepper Games and designer uh, Matthias Kramer and Engin Kramer. I guess brothers. Um, and yeah, this one is a cool one. So this one's a uh, World War II based uh, game and it's a two player only. Um, and I believe, yeah, the designer did um, Watergate, which is okay, another cool. like, super solid two player game. Um, this one takes place yeah, in World War II and I'll, I'll read you a little bit of it here so I don't screw it up. Hmm. Um, September 1939, the commander of the Admiral or the commander of the Admiral Graf Spee receives the order to sink as many British freight ships as possible in the South Atlantic. The objective is to intercept the ships crossing the Atlantic and prevent supplies from reaching the UK and other destinations. The hunt is an asymmetrical duel in which one player assumes the leadership of the British Royal Navy, while the other player represents the German Kriegsmarine. Each player... <laughs> the German names for stuff is just <laughs> awesome. Each player has their own deck of cards. In order to, or in order for the German side to win, it must stay hidden from the British while sinking five cargo ships. The British player must hunt down and fight the Admiral Graf Spee in a final naval battle, in which case... The side that ends up with less point or less damage wins. So this is a, a cat and mouse uh, game, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, one of you is the British, one of you is the Germans. Is that like the plot for the hunt? Uh, hunt for Red October? Mm, no, oh. or well, similar. Yeah. I, well, because I was just thinking the box. It says the hunt, and then it's all. It's yeah, got no, this uh, no, captain, it, but then he's got it's all red in the in the binoculars and red behind him. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if that was intentional. <laughs> this is uh, based off the Battle of the River Plate, okay. and this is like, um, yeah, a historical uh, thing. Yeah. And um, but yeah, it sounds really cool. I love the idea of. Um, one of you staying hidden and trying to like a, in a submarine, yeah, um, trying to uh, knock off the opponent's stuff while staying hidden, and the other one trying to hunt them down. I just love the idea of this. It says it plays in about twenty to forty-five minutes, so I guess you could end this quickly if you uh, probably get lucky. Yeah, you'll probably yeah. end me quickly on that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, it sounds awesome. I love the idea of it. Twenty to forty-five minutes, two-player only, World War Two cat and mouse game. Yeah. Sounds great to me. And this one, I saw a whole bunch of stuff happening at Spiel. I watched a whole bunch of stuff on um, YouTube and X app and so forth about what people were seeing and doing at Spiel. And uh, the hunt was hugely popular over there. Well, it's Uh, exciting that it came. That was fun. Yeah. So I'd like to play this one um, sooner rather than later. This might be one that we take with us too. It's a small enough box that it would be nice to bring. It's a very small box. It's only like uh, eight by eight sort of thing yeah um yeah maybe we'll bring this one with us to maui and be one of the ones we could play there and then maybe review this while we're there um but yeah i was just looking up the hunt for red october i wanted to see how off i was and that's about uh, it's a, based on a tom clancy novel but it's about yep. a soviet submarine so yeah, it's still it's, it's a similar still submarine idea, so i right? wasn't crazy no off i didn't base. say you're crazy i know you didn't say i was crazy <laughs> off base. I'm like, <laughs> I, said, I thought maybe i was that's no, why no, i was like no, i gotta just same, see if i was idea but this yeah off the wall or whatever <laughs> slightly <laughs> but, 
Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe the hunt for Red October was was based, based off, off of, of the story, yeah. potentially, right? Yeah. Who wrote it? It was... Uh, Tom Clancy. Clancy, that's right. So, yeah, that's uh, our new to the collection. We have a cool game we want to talk about in our crowdfunding mm-hmm. segment. So let's, uh, let's head on over there right now. Alrighty then, here we are at our crowdfunding segment of the episode where we have one game we want to talk about. And we apologize, this game only has one day left. Yeah. Um, so we're a little... Uh, late to the party. Yeah, this hopefully... Usually, so this is on GameFound. Oh yes, we're not late. We're fashionably late to the party. <laughs> Extraordinarily Because we're not late yet. We're like... <laughs> late. Um, so this this game reached its goal in Barely three minutes. Barely on time. Yeah. Three minutes, this game. So like... 30 days ago, three, in three minutes, this, this was reached uh, yeah. its goal. This one is on GameFound, and this is from... Um, Awaken Realms. Awaken Realms, yep. Uh, who, that's their... GameFound is their their thing, their website. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so this is the latest from Awaken Realms. What game are we talking about? We are talking about Dragon Eclipse. Yep. And this looks super cool. It looks very cool. They, they've said in here a couple times, which is kind of intriguing, that it's a Pokemon-esque type of game. Like that yeah. it, it has similarities to it. So they have a little blurb here. I'll read quickly. So it just says Dragon Eclipse Experience is a fresh gameplay concept. Calling it, and they're coining this yes. phrase, the collectible adventure game, a CAG as opposed to a CCG or TCG. And I think it's because all the cards that belong in the game, you get in the box. Yep, you it's don't all go, in the box. You don't have to go buy new ones. Like, you get everything. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the Lord of the Rings. That um, Lord that, of the Rings. That um, everything is there. Like, you're not... It's not like Magic or um, Pokemon where you just buy booster decks, booster decks, booster decks. That Lord of the Rings, the card game. They're Not the card game, but the... Oh, like the... Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. The, the LCG? The LCG. Yeah. Because yeah. you're like, everything comes in the box. Well. And then you, but then they have multiple but boxes. But tons of expansions. Yes. yes. But there, it's not like but, yes, you're, you're buying boosters. You know what I'm boosters. saying? However, this game does have boosters in it. So that's a really cool part of this is they're, they're keeping the. Feel? The feel. Yeah. Of a CCG or TCG or whatever you want to call it. Where you're opening up boosters and getting cards, but all the cards for the game are all in here. So you're not getting a random assortment of boosters. You're getting boosters that contain all the cards. But I think all the boosters might be mixed, maybe. I'm not really sure. Who knows? I don't know if it's like, here's the dozen boosters and this pack always has these and this pack always has that. I'm not sure if that's the case, but it looks really cool. And what you're doing is... You are using cards, you're building decks out of these cards. I'm sure there's like a couple starter decks that you're using, but then you're modifying those decks as you go through the game. And you're doing an adventure a la like a dungeon crawl sort of deal on a uh, game board, which is a big book, Mm -hmm. which is really nice when you're flipping through and you're doing all these different adventures. There's a campaign and there's a few different game modes here. Yeah, they have, yeah, they have like a roguelite. Yeah, uh, so I think you can just do like a one-off. You can yeah. do a campaign or you can fight against each it's other. One like versus dueling. one, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're using the cards like a like a deck, like a magic deck or a Pokemon deck to go through and do an adventure with those cards. Um, yeah. And then you're using those cards in combination with a specific creature or creatures. Uh, and they as- call them the um, mythics or something? What are they called? Mistlings? Mistlings, I think. Yeah. And it just looks so cool. Yeah. It's all, it's all like... Um, I would say similar to Pokemon in 
in like fantasy, Con- but like maybe. a little more uh, adult version. Yeah. Like where yeah. it's just a little more, they're not as cartoony. They're more, right. more yep. on the like Lord of the Rings, I'd say yeah, style. I would agree with um, that. Fantasy. When they've got um, in the same vein as Pokemon, you can upgrade your characters. So they've yeah. got, say there's just one here, it's the Gaiadon. But then when you can, you work with them and you play him enough, then you can get you upgrades. You literally and grow then, them. Yeah, you grow them. And then mm-hmm. he becomes the exalted Gaiadon. They be, they, they have exalted forms. Yeah. So it's, yeah, 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 yeah. it's kind of neat because then they have. Um, and they have, so in certain editions, mm-hmm. there are minis that go with these. So there's like the regular game. Which doesn't have minis. They you have, must have tokens standees or standees. They or have standees, yeah, whatever. that are colorful, like really yeah, bright. Yeah, they're still vibrant. nice. But then there are minis that, and you switch out minis, right, as yeah. you go here. So like, very, very cool. And the artwork in this game, wow, is stunning. <laughs> yeah, like the wow, the artwork, the the colors they use for each character, and they're just they're so vibrant. Yep, they put in a ton of yeah. money into their artwork. The art looks this. super, super cool. The artwork alone made me like click on this. It's one of those it. where I think the um like both editions are cool. Like yeah. you can I think you get a ton in the base game just with the cards alone, right? Like the cards are gorgeous. You can play the card game. You don't need the stand like the um minis. like the minis. Um and that would be a, a great version. And but then when you do, if you do upgrade, those standees are not typical like just little standees they are detailed and they look gorgeous so they do i think both i think both versions of this look really good they do um so let's talk about the different versions of this game um so let's go to the rewards here so there are um well you have a dragon eclipse standard edition so in canadian dollars 77 dollars and this is the standee version, but it does come with uh, the core box, all the stretch goals in, in another box, then the P- PVP mode box, and then the roguelite mode box. Yeah. So this is stuff you have to add or use uh, in uh, combination with the core box yeah. in order to play these different type of game modes. And that was what, 70? 77 Canadian. 55 US, because I've got the US. Yeah. On mine. And then there is the Dragon Eclipse Special Edition. Mm-hmm. And this one is all those things, but you also have the minis. Mm-hmm. And then you also have... Acrylic uh, tokens, I think. Yeah, you have acrylic uh, tokens. You have an encyclopedia about the Mistlings themselves. Yeah. Um, and you have a big uh, box that contains everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's like the it's like the descent box is what it looks like. That big square descent box that's huge. Yes, exactly. Yep, that big one that looked like it's expanded in the middle yeah. <laughs> to hold yes. everything. And um, also some premium foil packaging on uh, for the booster cards. I'm not really sure why that's important, but <laughs> there's that. There's also an, uh, an essential is, gameplay edition, which that, is... That special edition, sorry, I was just going to say, is, uh, was 119 US. I think it was, was it 167? 167 Canadian. Canadian? Yeah, so like pretty decent prices here. Yeah. Uh, there's also a uh, Dragon Eclipse Essential Edition, which is all the things basically mentioned above, but without minis. Yes. Um, and how much is that one Canadian? That one is 110 Canadian. And that's 79 US. Mm-hmm. Then there's the Dragon Eclipse Collector's Edition. Uh, this one has <laughs> basically everything we mentioned. 
up to this point, but also a terrain <laughs> miniature pack, yeah, which has you know, I guess terrain. all the different terrain. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what kind of terrain there is. Trees or I don't yeah. know. They haven't really shown. I'm sure it's on here somewhere. And then my uh, my weakness play mats. They have play mats. Mm-hmm. They look really pretty too. Yeah, they look really nice. Yeah, and then deck boxes and and such. Yeah, uh, and that one is how much Canadian? That one's a that one's two fifty eight Canadian. Yeah. One eighty four US. Yeah, and there's one last. Oh pledge, my goodness! Dragon Eclipse Dragon Guardian Edition, uh, which is three hundred and seventy Canadian. This one's got everything that we said, but it also has more Mistlings, I guess. Six Mistlings set, um, an art book. Um, foray into the shadow realm. Not sure what that is. Alternative, alternative cards. Yeah. Um, and yeah, an so that's about it. But yeah. going back down to like the, the normal kind of pledge levels here, there's those three really that stand out. The 77 Canadian for, to get this, just the, everything you need to play this game. Yeah. With, with just standees. Um, that's pretty good. That's pretty decent. Stepping up from there to going to the 110 uh, just gives you some extra arena stuff, um, but still stays in the, because uh, you get the uh, foray into the Shadow Realm. So whatever that is, is I guess that's another expansion, maybe expansion. Um, and then, oh, the six Mistlings set. So you get extra Mistlings and a Shadow Realm um, expansion. Yeah. And that's the 110. But then above that, with that, the, the Eclipse Special Edition, you get... All the, all that plus the minis, right? No, you don't. No? It's different. This one is where you get the minis and the acrylic markers in the encyclopedia, but you don't get the that expansion or the six extra mystery. Oh, you're right. Yeah, so somewhere in there, Jeez I think, Louise. is a... Is a uh, oh, it looks like the collector's edition is the one that has yeah. everything. Yeah, it's for $250. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's lots of good... But that um, has, yeah, the playmats too. Well, yeah. Lots of good uh, pledge levels here for anyone that's interested in this game. If you just want to play this game straight up, 77 Canadian sounds pretty reasonable. For that that type of game, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's lots of cool things here. Uh, it sounds fun. Our boys love uh, trading card games. Yeah. Particularly Pokemon. And they're kind of getting into magic as well. So this one could be a huge hit here because it is a co-op game at its yep. core. It's like either a solo or co-op. Yeah. And this is one that, yeah, I'm sure that they would love to play. Sorry, I had clicked on the um, the little <laughs> promo thing on there and I thought I had pushed pause, but it kept loading. So, sorry. Oh, like, on the website? <laughs> yeah, I was oh, Dragon yeah. Eclipse and it was just starting to play the little promo on there, on the Games Found site. Hmm. But I think, yeah, this this game could be pretty pretty cool for us here i think because our boys would love to play it they'd love to open the boosters they'd love to get yeah. those cards and put put decks together our oldest is really into deck building right now so this could be um this could be a huge one for him so i think we might we might go down this road um we still we'll have, have to like see a... how far we might go down this road yeah, I don't know how far. and um i think if, it... if i can rein myself in because it's one of those where it's like ah those play mats i do i need we might them be able to add play mats. 100 i do not need them no. but usually i think when you get to that point if you can add them it's probably makes more sense to just get that other edition it's probably gonna it would cost the same to get the play mats than yeah whatever 
but yeah. I don't need them. I think at very least, though, we'd probably get that you, just that standard edition. Oh, yeah. I think you're getting a ton bucks, of gameplay I think that. there's a lot of value there. Yeah. A lot of fun Agreed. to be had. And yeah, it's Awakened Realms, so you know that they're good for everything that they talk about. Yeah. And yeah, I'm excited for this one. I hadn't looked much into it until we started talking about it today and saw that it was one day left. Yeah. Oh, man. So we have to make a decision on this one. But Probably. I think they generally do a lot of uh, late pledge stuff here. Yeah, Game, Game Found so. tends to have, I don't, I'm not going to promise it because I don't know, but they tend to have late pledges. So if it's something you're yeah. interested in and you're listening to this a bit later than today, <laughs> um, check it out. Yeah. See if they've if they've got something open for it. Yeah. So I think that's about it for dragon eclipse from awakened realms um and we have a I review guess, to do i guess we should say it's october 9th it so is it october closes 9th. october 10th yes <laughs> um sometime before lunchtime yep <laughs> so yeah hopefully you hear this but prior to that but i'm sure there'll be a late pledge anyway we have a review to do oh happy thanksgiving everyone oh, yeah, it is thanksgiving <laughs> my goodness gracious that's yeah. how we're able to record on yep. the middle of the day thanksgiving in canada yes happy canadian thanksgiving everyone yes. <laughs> so we're gonna head on over to our um review segment right after this Meeples and Milkshakes is a great place for all sorts of gaming fun. They offer a stay-and-play library with over 500 games, yummy eats like delicious milkshakes, tasty treats, and scrumptious sandwiches all made in-house. And they host a board game meetup every Wednesday and Friday at 7pm. Not only does Meeples and Milkshakes have a wide variety of games to purchase in store, they also have an extensive catalogue of games available online at meeples.ca. Their easy-to-navigate web store features new arrivals and restock sections, which are being constantly updated. Looking for the new hotness? Check out their pre-order pages. That's right, there are multiple pages of pre-orders with hundreds of titles to choose from. Oh yeah, they also ship across Canada. Check out Meeples and Milkshakes and their friendly, knowledgeable staff in person at 130 Westminster Avenue West in Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca. Alrighty then, here we are at our final segment of the episode where we are going to be doing another Meeple Dungeon review. And what are we reviewing today? Today we are reviewing Halls of Hegra, designed by Peter Shanky Olsen, art by Jag Brogzin and Yori Lefebvre, and published by Tompet Games. Yes, Halls of Hegra. Yeah. This is one we were both excited about. Super excited and, about this um, one. We've had it for a little, we've had it for a little bit, a Not month a, or six yeah. weeks or something. We've had it on the shelf and been aching to play it, and we finally got to it this week. Yes, tell them what this game is about. It's nice and succinct here. So, from an abandoned mount, succinct. Yes, <laughs> you always say words that I'm like, well, but I, it makes just, sense though. It's, no, I know, but like words I just generally haven't don't heard use. of before. Yeah. <laughs> it's my low vocabulary. No. Um, from an abandoned mountain fortress, you command a group of Norwegian volunteers fighting numerically superior German forces in the early days of World War II. I yes. really like how they phrased that, how they said they're volunteers fighting numerically superior mm-hmm. yep. German forces. So it's not that, like, they didn't just say they're superior. Not superior. They're, just, they're numerically. There's so yeah. many more of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is uh, based on true events. Yes. So... <laughs> It's very, very real Super, event. super neat in the rule book. They've got the history of the 
um, what happened yeah. there. And so it's very cool because you re- actually read about what it's you're like the doing. Last five pages of the rule book yeah. is all like a whole story on what happened per day and, yeah. and some and some uh, drawings illustrating what happened and mm-hmm. so forth. Uh, something very interesting to read about for yes. sure. Because uh, this was a, yeah. Like if, <laughs> if their situation was half as... Uh, or, you know, a million times worse than what we just went through, I can imagine. You know, like, this is a difficult game. Yes. Um, so these these people went through hell. Yes. Um, so let's talk about how this game works. So this game is a war game. Yes. At its heart, it is a solo game. We played this co-op. We did. Because um, we just made all the decisions and yeah. kind of talked about what we should do next. And and I so think forth. it played well that way as well. Oh, like, it totally did. I you can play with would, this three or four players co-op. Yeah, it totally works. Like this is a like yeah. the solo. You're just discussing. Yeah. Well, if if that's our, if our biggest issue is this right now, how are we going to handle it? And yeah. you deliberate amongst each other and yeah. how you're going to do that. So, okay, how this game works is a main board, and on that main board in the top right corner is kind of a map um, showing uh, your, your supply fo- lines, kind of. Yeah, it's showing your fortress, and then like on a mountainside. And then uh, some supply lines running out to four different areas with a whole bunch of locations in between. Um, that's the top right of the of the board. On the top left, there is um, some things that represent uh, an airfield um, and Your supplies. Uh, like uh, where the uh, the Germans are keeping most of their forces like right. in reserve back there. It's kind of they're not really part of the board until they come out. Yes. Um, just like a staging area. And then um, on the left-hand side, bottom left, there is a kind of like, um, well, there's two different things it does. Yes. At the beginning of the game, for the first uh, third or more, there's yeah. actually a board covering that part of the board. And it, it's kind of like... Um, but it's a usable board. Oh, yeah. But it's it's just different. Yeah. Um, some, some different things happen down that, <laughs> that side of the board where there's... Um, things that you can do for a couple yeah. part of the games and then that board leaves the game and then it's like a big infantry rush coming up on that side of the yeah. uh, side of the board representing them them physically rushing up against your um, fortress. Yes. And then in the bottom right is kind of your whole inside the uh, fortress sort of thing where you can do all your maintenance, um, where your infirmary is, that's like the hospital, uh, fire your big at- artillery guns, um, shoveling snow areas and, and so forth. That's kind of how it's uh, split up. Although, <laughs> to look at it, you're like, holy moly. Yeah, what is happening it's here? It's just like a <laughs> bunch of, really, it's, it's almost like this is stuff on a table that you're yeah. looking at. And it's kind of like a war table and you're looking down at... Yeah, um, actually, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, you're looking down at a table because I think that's exactly what they've done. There's coffee stains and a pistol there. And yeah. stuff. So this is stuff like taped down onto a war table and they're trying yeah. to um, organize how they want to uh, take on this battle. And then um, so how does the game actually work? You are using little discs and those little discs represent your people that you have at your disposal. So there can be like farmers, soldiers. Yeah, there's farmers, which are blue with a pitchfork. There's soldiers, which are kind of tan with some bullets. There is your um, captain. Um, it's black with a star. There is a the green one with an arm on it, which is a hunter. Um, yeah. There's a white one with a red cross. That's your medics. And I think that's it. Yep. And then there's a bunch of red cubes on a whole whack of different, um, uh, what do you want to call these? 
what's the word tracks yes <laughs> um tracks and uh like a whole bunch of tracks that you you have to manage um and then there are a whole bunch of worker placement spots for these discs to get sent to every day to do some sort of task yeah. at the beginning of each day so this this game is broken up into 11 days and you, the whole point of this is to survive the 11 days and force the germans back yeah and make them retreat um and that's the, or you surrender basically yes. at the end of the 11th day. Um, or you might surrender a lot earlier than that if yeah. you really don't do well. <laughs> um, but so that's kind of the idea. And there's, um, there's these discs. So at the beginning of the day, you're going to have certain workers available to you. And you're going to take those workers and you're going to put them into, at the beginning of the game, um, a few different spots. And they change through the game. Some things are added, some things are taken away. Their main areas are defending the wall, which you don't have to do for the first like third of the game. Because right. thematically, how this works is there's the uh, mobilization. So that's them actually getting ready, in, knowing that there are forces on the way. Yeah. And it's us kind of preparing for the first three days on yeah. what we're going to do. Go out and do supply runs, uh, fix things around the... the uh, yeah. The... <laughs> What, what's the the fort, the, the fort, the fortress, yeah. <laughs> um, the that sort of thing, yeah. getting prepared. And then there's the first attack, which takes place over rounds four, five, and six. Then there's the siege, which is seven and eight. Then there's the second siege, which is nine, 10, and 11. And at the very end of that 11th day, there's a thing called the last stand, yes. which you may or may not have survived. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so those, for those first three rounds, you are doing a whole bunch of things, preparing for this battle. And you can go on to a whole bunch of different sections. Um, there's defending the wall, like I said, but that's not happening until uh, the, basically the fourth round. Right. Where you can actually put soldiers on yeah. the wall to to shoot back at the enemies. Because currently there, there's that part of the there's board is covered. There's a different board covered. There's a small board on top. Yeah, which is giving you more options for like readying your fortress. Yeah. And that board is going to come off and that's where the soldiers start pouring yeah. into the board. Um, and the second spot is your artillery cannons. And you have, ultimately, you could have up to two of them. You start the game with one, um, and they each have three spots on them um, where you can have cracks in your cannon. So the bulk of this yeah, game... Everything starts broken. Everything's broken, <laughs> right? Yeah, so, you have to fix everything. Yeah, your wall is broken. Your cannons are broken. It's bad. Everything's covered yeah. in snow. It's really, really bad. You're really behind yeah. the eight ball in this game. Like you, Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're going to be, yeah, you can use your, your artillery area where you can either fire the cannon or fix it or get it ready, things like that. Then there's also, uh, the supply run area where you can put people out there and then send them out into the woods and run up to various spots at the top of the board to get, uh, different types of supplies. Then there's the maintenance area where you can shovel snow, do repairs, bolster your defenses, uh, promote uh, people like you can promote basically farmers to soldiers and that right. changes what they can and can't do yeah. um, how far they can shoot and yeah. things like that and then you can inspire where you can get your captain there and and kind of rally the troops and increase, and increase your, morale. your morale and then there is the infantry or the infirmary which is your mm -hmm. hospital where there's kind of a waiting room where people if if you're uh soldiers or anybody ends up in the waiting room they slowly are kind of dying yes and so it kind of goes down this one track until you can get them into a bed you have to free up beds by healing yeah, healing to, the people that are in the beds the doctors and nurses help them recover yeah. into these three beds and then there's also the morale track which is just like everything in this game you have to keep some high high morale or else you're going to lose this quickly yeah 
But how does this all work? So on, on your on your round, you're going to draw a card. There's a card for the first round, which is or the first three rounds you're drawing from the mobilization, the mobilization deck. deck. And on those cards, you're going to flip flip it over, and it's going to tell you a few things. It's going to tell you what the weather is like, and that is a huge thing in this. Yeah. Where you, it's just going to show you either a snowflake, a cloud, or sunshine, and you have mm-hmm. to move this oh, cube on the weather track up or down on the weather track, and that really depends. To match the weather, yeah. A lot of things for your current round. So like if it's snowy, um, you're there are a couple things happen. If it's snowy, then you have to move the the snow marker one to the right, which increases how much snow you have to shovel. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it makes it harder for you to do your supply runs because you're in deeper snow, it's harder you can't move as fast. So yep, you have you can, less movement. You have less movement. Yep. If it's a sunny day, then you have, you know, more movement, you can, you know, get to your supplies a little quicker. Yep. So it's um it's thematic. It dictates it's a lot of things for yeah. your round, that weather. And then the second thing on the card that you're going to look for is kind of like a general thing that the card is going to do in the early stages. It's generally good things for you when you're doing your mobilization. Right. And towards the end of the game, it's like bad things. Uh, yes. Somebody got sick or someone got shot or all these things. The soldiers are gone. The Germans are gone. Yeah. And then at the very end of that, there is um, adding and taking things from bags. Right. So this is a a bag building bag pulling game as well yes. where you're going to be adding um soldiers to the board from a bag or not yeah. just soldiers but people for you yes. all those different types of people from a bag to the board for yourself you're also going to be adding uh there's three different bags there's a hit bag a recruit bag and the patrol bag yes the so the recruit bag is what we're talking about right now this one's full of all your kind of pieces Slowly through the game, you're going to add more and more pieces to this bag. So giving you a higher, higher chance of pulling. Until um, that phase of the game stops. Yes. <laughs> and then you no longer And then you just people. have what you have. <laughs> and that's basically the first three rounds. You're adding to this bag yeah. and then you're pulling from that bag. And then there's the hit and, bag, which is basically the bad guys using every time something's pulled out of that. They're shooting at you. They're using planes to drop bombs on you. They're shooting artillery at you. Horrible mm-hmm. things happen there. And then there's the patrol bag which uh, you put out onto the big map part of the board showing you where Germans kind of are patrolling, right. stopping you from going on um, uh, or making it difficult for you to go on supply yeah. runs. That that recruit bag actually works pretty interestingly. So mm. you have in there soldiers and well, all the different types of people um, that you have. And it's got a push your luck element. So yeah. as you, you can pull up to four, I believe. Yeah, so just getting back. So quickly... So once you, the first thing you do on your turn is pull your card, mm-hmm. do the weather, do whatever it says on the card and then manipulate the bags. Yes. And then you are doing what you're talking about, which is the morning phase where you're pulling yes. players. Yeah. And when you pull these players, sorry, I got ahead of you there. Yeah. So but... you're pulling discs from there, adding to your people, adding yes. to your fortress. And to your, yeah, to, to what you have. And so if you, you can pull up to four, but in that bag, you don't just have people you also have, um, I can't remember what they call it. Basically these pink discs that represent just bad luck. Doubt, <laughs> they're doubt discs. Yeah. That's what they are. So right. you have these doubt discs in there. So you can pull as many as, as you want, but as soon as you pull a doubt disc, that stops your pull. And then you have to put everything essentially out. Um, except for one. Except for one. You get to pick one of the ones that you have. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you're like, oh, do I... 
do I keep going and try to right. get four people out on the board or because those doubt discs get put into there at random through the different decks of cards. Yes. So one one card might tell you to add a doubt disc, one might not. So you can kind of try to keep track of how many yeah. doubt discs you have and then calculate in your mind your chances of pulling one. Yeah. So like yeah, you do press your luck. Like, but well, if, we could really use some more. Yeah, but if you had like two soldiers and a medic and then you pulled out a doubt disc you put the doubt disc back in. You choose one of those soldiers or a medic, but then the other soldier and me- or whoever, the other two are out of the game. Like well, they go not, back to the main. They, like they they don't go back in the bag. Board supply. Yeah, yes. they don't go back in the bag, so they're no. not. You they don't have them go, to pull from next time. They basically go back to their houses, yes. right? And then you can try to recruit them again later, perhaps. Yeah. Um, and then once you've gone through there and you've selected your discs. Uh, you you pulled up to four and you've added them to your group of people. There's three different spots that these discs set on on the board to begin around. They could either be in the tired spot, the rested spot, or the ready spot. Yeah. You start the game with, um, I forget how many, just a few of them in the ready spot. Yeah. And then you have some supplies. There are these yellow cubes and they represent each supply that you have. Yes. And those supplies are what allows you to basically feed yeah. and arm your people so that they can become ready and then be then sent be out used. into the fortress yeah. to do random things. Um, so you you would spend at the beginning of the game for every yellow cube of supply that you spend, and you have a few to start with, Yes, but those dwindle quickly. That's why you have to go on supply runs is go yes. get more of these cubes. Um, you will be able to bring any four... Uh, of your discs that are in the tired spot and bring them to the ready spot. So you supplied yeah. them, you fed them, you give yeah. them whatever they need. Now they've become ready. And now you have all the discs that you have for the round. And you, it's totally up to you. How many, how you, many bring you bring in on, on any given round. And you, you can always put two of your, um, into the, in, two of your discs rest. into the rest area. Yeah. So that if you, ha- you don't have, you know, enough supply or you maybe want to save some for the next round, you don't have to use all of it and you can yeah, two will always how you want to do that. Automatically become ready the next round. Yes. Because you'll have two of them probably. But two is not very spot, much. Which is not very much. No. <laughs> you need more people. No, you want you want as many as possible. So then once you've you've done that, you've selected your discs and who's gonna be ready for today, now you're gonna put them out into one of these several spots. The artillery gun, the maintenance, the supply runs, um, <laughs> the infirmary. I was going to, sorry, I was going to mention something too with those uh, supply tokens like that are giving you food and everything. Mm -hmm. You start by being able one cube equals four, Four. but as the game goes on, then a cube can equal three and And then two and then one. So not only is the, you know, the game getting more difficult, but you're also, you you can't bring out as many people as you want because they're so tired. Yeah. Become worth less and less as this fight goes on. So now you get to decide whether where you want to put all these discs. And each of the spots tells you nicely yes. uh, with the great iconography on who should go where and why. Yeah. And, and who can't like, go who where. Who can't go to certain areas. So you couldn't send the farmer or the hunter or the medic to fire the artillery gun. The soldiers. You have to send yeah. soldiers or your, your general or captain. Who is also um, a soldier, right? Like, yeah. So those are the only ones that know how to fire mm-hmm. the gun. And they also tell you how many discs are required to do that activity. So yeah. if you wanted to fire off your artillery gun, first off, it would have to be fixed and usable. Yeah. Let's pretend it no is. No cracks in there. <laughs> yeah. It's not broken. Yeah. Because there's, if it's all covered in crack uh, tiles, crack tiles, <laughs> cracked, cracked broken tile. tiles, yeah. um, then 
it's not usable. Right. You can't, it's no point in putting anyone in the artillery gun. You might as well just send those people to the repair spot and do some repairs to that gun. Yeah. But let's say it is usable. The only people you can put there are the soldiers or your captain and you'd have to put two. Yes. It says you must have two people to fire this gun. Yes. So you, you take two discs and you put them there. Now those discs are, are used, but then you can, whoever else you have left, put them around, maybe go to the maintenance and get some people. The, uh, the hunters are good at shoveling snow. Yes. The captain is good at, uh, inspiring and raising morale. The soldiers are good at defending the walls and firing the artillery guns and the machine gun that you'll get later on in the game. Yep. Um, and then there's supply runs, which basically anyone can go and do. Yes. Um, but depending on the weather, really dictates whether or not you want to do a supply run this round or not. Because if, if it's super snowy, you are only getting four movement out of those people rather than if it was uh, cloudy true. or sunny, you're going to be getting six up to five or up to six yeah. movement out of these guys. But you also have to decide too, what point of the game is it? Because if yeah, you, oh yeah. when you wait, if you wait too long, then you're going to have too many troops out that come out on the board and then they cut oh off yeah. your supply lines. And yeah, so There's it's no like, there's no right, right or wrong answer, answer no. per se. You just have to do what's best for you at that time. You what you think. think. Right? What <laughs> That's you the think big thing. What you think. Yeah. Um, like the, the shoveling of the snow is very, like it sounds weird. Like an action is shovel snow. But that's so important. Oh my goodness. So important. If, as you shovel snow, mm-hmm. there's a there's a track with yep. a red um, cube on it. As you move, as you shovel snow that cube is going to move from the right side to the left side. And if you move it all the way to the, the furthest left spot on this track, you're going to uncover something yes. at your fortress. And there's a whole array of things, like the machine gun Yes, you could add. That's you could uncover. You... And there's, there's a stack of tiles. Like you're not going to get that machine gun unless you uncover it by shoveling snow. You know, like things like that. Like Or, or wait, the machine gun's a bad uh, the example. The bad example. There's a field. Uh, so the machine gun you get regardless. Yeah. But there's a field telephone. There's a medicine cabinet. There's just random tools you can yeah. get. There's a whole stack of them. And, a whole, and those are huge a benefits. A whole array of things. Just more supplies. Like one they, just gives you free two supplies. Yeah. Some of them are going to be like permanent. Um, Fixtures. Placement spots that you can put mm-hmm. on the board or things that and will help. Are, you could get a second gun um, yeah, to fire. Yeah, a second um, artillery gun. Yeah. So, which we did. And so that, depending on when you get that mm-hmm. in the game, can be hugely beneficial. Yeah. And so those things like shoveling snow is super important. They're Very random. Important. They're shuffled. You don't know when they're coming out. Right. And that's the thing. So we almost always had people shoveling mm-hmm. snow and we almost always used, we had a, a couple uh, hunters and they right. were the, they were the show sh- snow shoveling experts. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so we had them almost constantly sh- shoveling snow to try and uncover these different tiles yeah. to give us something that would help benefit us. On the other side of the shoveling snow, if you, if you neglect shoveling snow for a while and that red cube gets all the way to the, the right, like the farthest right spot, then you have to draw a tile from your hit bag. Which, which is, is always gonna, bad. It's always going to be something bad. So, mm-hmm. so you, you have, to, have to manage snow your snow. Levels. If you yeah. get buried in snow, then they're just, they're just going to fire an art- artillery shell at you yeah. or a plane is going to drop a bomb on you. Yeah. You're going to lose supplies or someone's going to get a leg blown Morale's going to go down. Something bad's going to Something gonna horrible. <laughs> so, so, so that's the thing. Like shoveling snow is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Repairing is huge too. You have yes. to send guys to repair almost every round. That's got people on it. And that requires two people. Yeah, it's huge. To do repairs. Costs so, so many volunteers your, and workers. Your, your cannons, which is huge. Because mm-hmm. I mean, those cannons are used for so many different like you things. You cannot use them until they're fixed. So mm-hmm. you're just kind of sitting ducks until you get, get those fixed. And those cannons are 
huge part of this game because you can aim them at all sorts of different things. Yes. If you go and you, let's say you had a working cannon and you put two soldiers there to operate it, you're going to be able to fire at, there's just about six different, seven different things you can shoot at yeah. and make happen. So all these decisions too. Right. Who am I shooting at? Yeah. And then there's bolstrings. You can put two people there and that, that could make them, you can add miss tokens to the hit bag. So those yeah. are when you're pulling from the hit bag where all those awful things come from. You just pull out a, a green um, uh, thing, token that says miss and then nothing bad happens. Yes. So that's a really good thing. And, or you can up your defense. Yeah. Your defense level. And that's just another track that helps you in when you're actually being sieged upon. Yes. Because you, every time you have soldiers or the German forces show up, if they end up getting shots off at you, you're going to be better off with your higher defense yes. level because there's like a little equation you have to do there. Mm-hmm. And then there's the inspiring, uh, which again, you could put two people there or you could put your captain there. And um, that brings your morale level up. And that's a huge part yeah. of this game is the morale. And you can promote people. So you can promote people from volunteers to soldiers mm-hmm. or, or to different things. So if Which we didn't really get to do much. We, did, we haven't done that one much, no. But no. when you're, uh, depending on what you need, like maybe you need um, some medics. Maybe you need, uh, if your captain is gone, maybe you need a captain. You know, So you can, you can do that to help, you know, mm-hmm. manipulate the board when you're, when, with the pieces you're using, with the people you have. Mm-hmm. So once you've allocated people to these different spots, then you go through in, in sequence of one to six. All There's, labeled on the board. Yeah, one, all two, labeled. three. Um, yeah. And you move through all those different things we just talked about and you do them in certain order. And then once you get to the sixth part of your thing, that's when you figure out your morale for that day. Yeah. And depending on what you did and like literally all these hundreds of different things you could have done on that day, it, you go through like a little checklist of like pushing your... Morale up, up or, down. or down. Did you do this? Okay, your morale goes up a tick. Did you do that? Well, your morale goes down a tick. And you go through about, what, 10 different things. And then you figure out, oh, I my morale is going to sit at just above zero, which allows me to draw two high morale cards. So there's these other decks of cards. High morale cards and low morale cards. Yeah. You never want to draw low morale cards because they're always bad. Yes. Except you can end up adding in like slightly okay cards or to hope, these decks. I think hope cards. Yeah, hope cards. And then same difference on the, um, high, the high morale, morale cards. You can kind of slip in bad cards yes. into there as well. So there's never like anything guaranteed here. But yeah. overall, you're going to be dra- trying to draw these high morale cards. And they do good things for you. And you usually get to draw one, two, or three of them and activate a one, two, or three cards kind of thing. Yeah. And they do a whole bunch of good things for you, giving you supplies, um adding things to your bags that are good, um, fixing a, a part of a, a gun or your wall, things right. like that. And then after you've figured out your morale and done all your morale stuff, you go down to the last part of that thing where you figure out whether or not you should be surrendering, yeah. <laughs> uh, depending on uh, what happened that day. And you check, again, some check boxes. And you see, did yeah. you do this? Did you do that? Blah, blah, blah. And you find out whether or not you're, there's a little morale track or... um surrender track yes that you have to see if you end up surrendering or not right hopefully you've done enough things to not let that be the case and then you'd move on to the next round and so the first three rounds are very similar just what i just said yeah then you go on to the fourth round and you get rid of that extra board off the off the board the small board you don't get rid of it you flip it over um at some point in there you flip it over so so it flips to a a different side so the first after the first three rounds you flip it over and then you go to the first attack yes and then that's um 
And that's when the Germans first start showing up. And there are, there's little German soldier meeples that are going to come onto this board depending on the cards that you pull. So you're going to the first attack cards now. So you've, you're you're done with the mobilization part of this game. Then you're going to start pulling cards at the beginning of each round for the first attack. You're going to flip that over. It's going to do a similar thing where it's going to tell you the weather. Yeah. Uh, it's going to tell you something certain that card is going to do, good or bad. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to tell you how many soldiers have now just shown up like near your, your right. uh, base. And they are going to sit on that board and kind of go in a few different spots. They have a spot where they kind of sit and wait and then a spot where they go to um to try to advance up at you spots where they're going to try and shoot at you um and that's for the next three four rounds three and that's like mitigated four five and six by dice rolling as to whether the soldiers are moving or whether Mm -hmm. they yeah you're rolling dice or that kind of thing it's it's not worth us explaining no You'll, you'll see it. It's, it's all written out in the, in the rule yep. book on how you actually advance these soldiers, where they go, yep. so forth, if they got hits and, or whatnot. So that's, and then you're going to do that at the beginning of your round. So you're going to have to take on this uh, siege. Yeah. Um, well, the first attack, I guess. Yes. And then after the uh, fourth, fifth, and sixth rounds, then you get rid of that board. Yep. And then it becomes siege territory, where now you're getting overrun yes. with Germans, soldiers. For siege for seven and eight is siege one, um, nine, ten, and eleven is siege two, and then you're just trying to hold on um, at that point. Yeah, and you're getting a whole bunch of soldiers showing up, and that's when you're going to be uh, starting in round four. You're going to be starting to put soldiers on the wall to shoot down at the Germans, um, getting that machine gun going. Um, Fixing your machine gun, fixing your artillery guns, fixing the wall itself because the wall will get um, damaged. Right. And you have to fix those parts of the wall before you can even put a person there. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And and then when you fix it, then all the damage goes back into the hit bag. So then if yep. you get hit and then you pull them out, then your wall is damaged again and mm-hmm. you fix it again. <laughs> supplies has become like so low at this point because your supply areas only really get filled up in those first three rounds. Yeah. So if you basically after the third round completes, there's going to be no more supplies added to the supply run area. Right. You could have set that up. So there's a whole bunch of supplies sitting out there waiting for you to go on runs to go get. But if you don't, you haven't discovered any of the other supply areas that is done. You're done. And you're done. You're going with whatever supplies you have on the board. And then you might get lucky digging some out of the snow. Yes. And those supplies become worth less and less as these days go on because it just, the morale goes down and so forth. Yeah. Oh, it's a wild thing here. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of how this goes. The, the other important kind of thing that happens here is the infirmary. So as you start getting soldiers shot or whatever, they end up, there's only three beds for you. And these are the only, only those three beds allow you to help these people yes if they're sitting in the waiting area a whole bunch of people could be in these waiting areas yes and as the the day goes on they're going to go down and down and down in the waiting area simulating them dying yes in just the hallway so if they if they get to the bottom if they they get to the bottom of that track they're dead yes and then that starts really affecting your end of round stuff where you're figuring out your your morale figuring out your surrender and so forth so you have to keep these beds moving people 
into the bed and fixing them and getting them out of the bed yeah. as fast as possible. So you're constantly sending in your medics there. That's if you have medics. Yes. <laughs> so if you don't have medics, then you're kind of, you have to put soldiers or volunteers yeah. there and they just move slower. Whereas medics can mm-hmm. kind of instantly heal people. Right. Or and at me- least yeah. one and person. And then if you have the medicine cabinet, mm-hmm. which is the, that's the thing. So that's, that's the difference with what you just said. Oh, it was the medicine, the cabinet. medicine cabinet. Which so, was a tile that we dug out a, of the snow. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, other games in the medicine cabinet is not available. Yeah. So we were lucky enough to have two medics and the medicine cabinet to try and keep people alive. Yeah. So that is, that's the best I can do uh, yeah. to explain this very intricate game. Yeah. Um, a lot of, you know, pulling characters out of bags, trying to push your luck a little bit, try to make the right decision. Yeah. It's full of just constant deliberating on what, like there's 10 things we need to do and we can only do five. Yeah. And so if there's lucky, five things that you five. need to do that you can't. Yeah. And you're just like, wow. Well, <laughs> that sucks, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's how that, the Halls of Hegra works. And then you have to get to the end of the 11th day. Yeah. With, without unconditionally surrendering and hopefully forcing a german retreat yeah i'm not sure exactly how the end works for the winning side (laughs) because we haven't done it yet (laughs) we've never won um we've got close we got really really close um but we'll talk about that here in a little bit so now that we've explained this intricate game as best i can (laughs) um let's revisit the theme does the theme lend well Yes. Clearly. hundred like percent. This theme. Ridiculous. That's all you're thinking about. Oh, yes. Like, it's you in your face. Like you're there. Yeah. It's in your face the entire time. Mm-hmm. It's the theme is there. The theme <laughs> is crazy. Yeah. It feels like you're in a war room and you're just trying to make these decisions, telling people, okay, you go do that. You go do this. Hopefully we'll make it through the night. Yeah. Sort of thing. Like what the gun is broken again. <sighs> like, okay, send them to repair. We can't fire the gun today. You know, yeah. like, oh, it's just like hard decisions. On, everything so is so hard. difficult. Their decisions. It's crazy. The theme off the charts. Good. Yeah. Okay. So artwork. I like it. Love the box artwork. First yes. and foremost, the box artwork is great. It shows them soldiers on the, uh, basically crouching down behind a wall in covered in snow and Germans approaching. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just, it's kind of beautiful looking yeah. in a scary way um so the box artwork great card artwork really good card artwork is really nice mm-hmm. i love the card artwork yeah um and it's the... very war like world war Two looking everything yeah so the board itself literally looks like you're on a desk in i a... really like the board mm-hmm. i think it's very it's a well lot done. there's a lot going on but i think they packed i think they made this as organized, organized as well. they could yeah um that was the, not an easy task no like organizing this board not at all i don't i think so yeah. much into this board but kept it looking like yeah looking like your desk and you're trying mm-hmm. to trying to at a war room you know yeah trying to say okay well if we put people there and we put people there you know that's that and if yeah. we do this we do that you know like it just has that feel to it yeah very world war Two looking muted colors yep muted because that makes muted sense. Greens and browns. You and don't pans. have neons in World War Two, right? Nope. So it's nice and <laughs> no, nice and muted. And the iconography was great. That I 
got to say like the iconography was very good. It was very easy to know mm-hmm. what this meant, what that meant. It helped a lot. Yeah, the very iconography clear. made this game really yeah, for me trying to figure out how to play mm-hmm. it, that helped so much that it was, it was very, very clear. clear. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, artwork was great. I liked it. Um for what it was, like it's yeah. World War 2. Yeah. So here we are. Um, yeah, it was very well done. And then the um, components. components. Great. Yeah. You got... Very uh, war gamey. Yeah, you got wooden, mm-hmm. uh, wooden artillery guns. You got wooden cubes. Tons of tiles. Wooden wooden tiles, like wooden... Or sorry, uh, cardboard tiles, but you have wooden little like yep. round chits that you're placing yeah, on the discs board. Your that... discs. I couldn't think of that word to save my life. And there. the tiles are very war gamey. So people out there that have played... Uh, a lot of war games will know what I'm talking about. They're they're little square um, tiles that have a very simple picture on it yeah. with a muted color and written word at the bottom telling you what it is and what it does. Yeah. And these are very common for war games. They're very straight to the point and um, they all kind of look the same. <laughs> I haven't played many war games, but I feel like from what I think I have or what I've seen, this is a lot more... Um, a lot. It looks a lot less dry. Not that war games are dry, but it's it's got. Um, I feel like this is set up in a different way that has got different gameplay as well. This one's it, this one's on the more accessible side mm-hmm. of war that's games. A good way where it's less it. complex. It's complex. Don't get me yes. wrong, but it's less complex. This is about a. But it's not just a map. I feel like a nope. lot of war games are just a map, and you're like. You're well, moving and doing... Anyways, I'm not going to talk about what I don't know. But that's just... From what I see, this seems more like a... They've just... The layout is really well done. I'll just yeah, leave it This one's that. more accessible. That's the best way I can yeah. say is this one's more accessible uh, as a war game than a typical, like, major war game. Yeah. This one's a little easier to know what you're doing and not as crazy and, and in-depth. Yeah. This one's super in-depth, but some war games are, like, insane. Right. right. This one's more on the accessible side, but still maintains a very war game feel to it. Um, so, yeah, components are great. Artwork is great. Theme is outrageously yeah. good. Rule so, book. the rule book. The rule book was tricky. <laughs> There's a lot. Because it's a in lot. There. There's That's a the lot. thing. Yeah. I had to constantly go and be like, okay, so what? Like I had to remind myself on how to do each kind of segment. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. make sure we go here and we have to do this first. Then we have to do this. Then we have to do that. Everything on the board flows really well, but the actual um, concepts to a turn, yeah, you there's a lot to kind of remember or read right out of the book. Yeah, but on the board it, it tells you how to do your actions very simply. Right. But the actual order of a round is more than just your actions right. on the board. So I had to constantly kind of um, go to that and reference it to remember exactly what I needed to do on a turn. But when you did reference it, did it make sense? It did. Yep. So there was it a, a well-written rule book. Just there's a lot. Yeah. It's a heavy game um, as far as games that we play. Yeah. It's a heavier game. Uh, a lot going on. A lot of different um, things happening. Like just for the, just for when the Germans come. And you have to do the whole fight 
Yeah. Like that was a little like, okay, I have to do this first. Then we roll dice for that to move him up there. And if they end up in this box, that means they can do this. If they're, if they're here, not then in they're box, suppressed. Then they and then there. But then if I shoot a gun down. at them and I miss, he can lay down. But then he stands up at the end of the round. And there's a whole bunch of like yeah. steps to just one part yes. of the game. And that's fine. It's all laid out in there. But it's a lot just to remember off the top of your in head, your head 100%, to play, yeah. just sit here and play the game. Yeah. Like after, like still right now, if I play it again right now, I still have to have that rule book right beside yep. me just to make sure I'm doing it properly. But that being said, the rule book does uh, tell you how to do that. And so, like we mentioned before, it has the history in the back too, which oh, is yes. super nice yep. having that in there. Yeah. So the rule book was good. Um, just It's just a lot. It's a heavy game. Yeah. Um, simple as that. It's a war game. Uh, it's a lot to remember. So rule book was very handy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then uh, we have to talk about whether or not we recommend this game. Before we get there, they've got a section in the rule book for like other rules. So there are mission cards you can add into the game. There's adjusting difficulty. Yep. You can make this game harder. We had it on. So, okay. To our defense, whenever we've played, we've been on hard. Oh, okay. Yes. I was going to say, I don't know how we could make this harder. It's the decks. You have to edit the decks. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm like, there's cards was... you pull out that so, aren't available. If you play on an easier mode. So we were, were we on normal or we'd be on hard? We're on hard. We okay. I feel better about that. Then. Oh yeah. No, we did. Cause well. I'm like, oh my gosh. No, we did well. Well, we did play it on hard. We played with every, every okay. card available. Okay. So whether or not the hardest of the hard cards showed up, I can't remember, but yeah. every card out there was available to us. So I think along, cause I mean, you pull a lot of cards, um, along the way we did probably run into quite a few of the harder cards Yeah. that made things, um, difficult <laughs> to say the least yeah um but yeah so you can so that to that point you can adjust the difficulty by removing Harder and certain easier. cards that won't be available to come up and really hurt you yeah or or removing tiles too like having the coup tile be on like two or four instead of on three so you can delay it a day or bring it earlier yeah so that's they've a got, thing yeah they've oh, okay, got things yeah. where you so can adjust so adjust i guess there's things. a few yeah things you can adjust um to to change that but we went but, with everything yeah so we did well yeah um for for we for didn't place, win so but um haven't won yet nope, but um yeah do we recommend this game highly yes but again <laughs> this will not be for everyone i i knew as soon as i saw this i knew i was gonna love it i thought i thought that was one of the most interesting things about this one right from the beginning is that both of us were super like excited and interested yep. in this game even though it was a solo game mm -hmm. because we're not solo players. We always play games with each other. So yep. having, um, I was like, oh, a solo game. But we did. We just played it, just making this the decisions together. Yeah, oh yeah. And it was oh yeah. totally I great as a two-player. So two -player. I yeah. feel like this would be a fan, like it, a fantastic solo game obviously that's how it was designed and it it was a it's a great game and it but two players just as i think just as fun oh for um, sure yeah i in fact i liked deliberating yeah. over what we should do yeah um like i know what i think and it's like well what do you think i think what do you think the most important thing we need to be doing right now i think clearly it's this and you're like well but what about that and i'm like eh, yeah you're right yeah what about that? You know, like, and then you have to think about like, oh, who do we have? Like, well, we only have, we have a farmer and we have our captain and two soldiers and like, but they can only go over here and they can only do yeah. that. And like, well, we can't, we can't do both. No. And so what are we going to do? There's so much um, replayability in this game. Tons. Because you can try, you can try different strategies each game, but that 
each strategy will work differently with each game you're playing, depending on what cards get pulled, depending on what tiles you end up flipping over, yeah. depending on, you know, so many, what, if you're, how risky you're being with your mm-hmm. um, recruiting, you know, that kind of thing. Like it, it's going to be a different, it's a different game every time you play, but it's also, it, there's so much to explore and there's so much to to try like we had said we've we've played it and yeah. we've barely done like the promote action or certain things or you know there's, yeah, there's so much there's in there. so much to do and there's it is one of those games where you want to do 17 things in and a turn you and you can't. can do five like right? yeah and like and yeah. then just keep your fingers crossed right and yeah. it's like wow yeah it's just so good yeah i highly highly recommend this game if you're a solo player you must get this game <laughs> so good you must get this game it's amazing um and if you're a co-op family and you like a heavy challenge definitely and like i said it's heavy for us it's heavy but it's... yeah and we you know we're we're pretty seasoned at this stuff but not it's... into war games uh mind you uh, i've only dabbled in them really um but it's, it's heavy but it's not over complicated no, again no it's not but it it's is, complex it is complex because you do need to reference i think that's the difference between this one so this is a this is a complex war game yeah but it's not an over complex war game yeah. which a lot are yeah right a lot are way over the top mm-hmm. and that's what a lot of people love yeah because it like it really really simulates yeah how that stuff works where this gives you that feeling but it's still a little on the easier side to understand yeah um, so yeah, I know I just said it's easier to understand, but as yeah. far as war games go, right? So, I also, um, so good. enjoy the historical aspect of it, totally. that it's, that it's an event that happened. And that's another, one of the reasons I was, um, really anxious to get this game is because I like learning about different mm-hmm. periods mm-hmm. like that. And I find that board games are such an interesting way to do that. Yep. Um, and, and get you more interested in it. Totally. And that's like, we're still waiting on that, that other one, that Kickstarter or GameFound one that we did with, um, from the Netherlands. Oh, um, Orange Shall Overcome. Yeah. Yep. I'm excited for that and one. And so I'm up. excited for that mm. one. And this, when I, cause we had already, um, backed that one before this came out. Yep. And so when this came out, we're like, oh, that's cool. That it reminded me of that one. I was mm-hmm. like, I think this would be great. And so this one was fantastic. Some of these like, lesser known stories yeah, that happened. Yeah. You know, and I love it. This was, I knew of things like this. Um, I did not. I'd never but heard I didn't of this know this, one. this actual event. No, and, so. and bringing that, I just think that was so cool to bring it to, uh, like, let more people know loved it. about it. Yeah. Very I good. I loved this game. Me too. This is one of the best games I've played this year, hands down, not even close. Um, yeah. I would it's definitely not even close. agree with like, that. Like this is so good. It's like good this game. is a gamer's game. This is a this is something where every single thing you do matters. matters. <laughs> every single yes. thing matters, and it's and you're not wrong. Like you're not faulted. No. It's just like you have to make horrible, difficult decisions. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, well, yeah. we can't shoot the gun unless we repair it. So we have to repair it, which means that over there, that's going to suffer. Yep. If we want to survive this, we're going to need that like, gun. Hopefully know? we don't die because we're not yeah. doing that, but we can't. We so. can't not fix the gun, right? <laughs> yeah. We can't not go get supplies. <laughs> we have to do these things. We can't yeah. not shovel snow, you know, all these things. So yeah. like, so, so, so yeah, good. Definitely. Um, highly, 100% highly, highly recommend, recommend this, this one. This, this reached every expectation I had for it. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, definitely. Every bit of anticipation we had for it was... Um, yeah. 
was met and achieved and mm-hmm. we were not disappointed in nope. the slightest solo players should this should be on your shelf no question yeah this is very good co-op people that like a challenge this is also for you so and history if you like the and history, history totally because this, sure. this is a history at its finest really in a board game format yeah so yeah two gigantic thumbs up for halls of hegra from tom pet games tom pet yeah. yeah tom pet games yeah amazing game um but yeah i think that's it we're gonna call that an episode perfect our next episode is going to be coming from hawaii maybe maybe we'll get one oh no we're actually going to try and do one before yeah we're gonna we got a couple games on the table right here in front of us that we're deliberating on what to play so hopefully we'll put one out on friday this week i would think right let's aim for friday yeah let's aim for friday (laughs) okay so that being said um you can find us on x at meeple dungeon um, YouTube, The Meeple Dungeon. Our email is themeepledungeon at gmail.com if you'd like to contact us. Um, but yeah, we're going to run and we will see you in a few days. Have a good one. Have a great week, everyone. Cheers. Cheers.